DJ at WTFH in Mixon, Georgia, and your guide to all things Dazzle. Last week, the Dazzle dudes were informed by Jesse, the lead singer, that he and Jeter Lewis, son of Skeeter Lewis of Skeeter's Auto Salvage and the feller paying for the dude's recording, Jesse and Jeter had begun work on a rock opera slash concept album slash magnum opus called Galacto Starmaster. This was not well received by the band, who were already greatly concerned by the fact that they supposedly had lost all their tapes in a mysterious fire at Bud Carney's Carnival Sound Studio and were already having to start from scratch, must less begin a new project. The mounting tensions were quickly dispelled by the appearance of Bud Carney himself, who explained that the band was just confused and that there had been no fire and the tapes were just fine and Carnival Studios were waiting for their arrival. He also revealed that he owned the facility that they were currently toiling in, Big Top Recording Services, which was a stinky place because it was next to the paper mill on State Road 21. He further questioned the band's judgment in selecting Big Top because, as Bud put it, it was only for recording potty training tapes and adult marital aid series. Now, WTFH, the radio station where I worked, had been started back in the 40s. It had always seemed important in them days for even the most modest station to have a slogan that matched its call letters. For instance, WSB in Atlanta stood for Welcome South, Brother, right? And WSM in Nashville stood for We Shield Millions because it was owned by an insurance company. When WTFH first started broadcasting, it was mostly farm and game-related news with some weather and ball scores. So the call letters at that time stood for We Talk Farming and Hunting. The station ID sounded like this. From Nixon, Georgia, this is WTFH. We Talk Farming and Hunting. Then, in the early 1950s, they switched to a format that included hillbilly and country and western music, so the call letters then stood for We're the Friendly Hillbillies. Here's what that station ID sounded like. By the time I got there in the late 60s, they had gone all top 40, and the call letters stood for Where the Fun Happens. The station ID now sounded like this. W-T-F-H, 
So throughout the years, WTFH had prospered by changing with the times, and one of the reasons for that was its owner, a feller named Hollis Halloran, also known as Captain. Now, the Captain owned a number of businesses all over North America, and he's pretty wealthy, spent most of his time on his ranch out in Wyoming or some cowboy kind of ranch-type place, the thing is, the captain was smart enough to hire professionals and smart enough to let the professionals he hired run the station while he'd drop in a few times a year as a morale booster. Listeners of season one will have already been exposed to the captain in several episodes. He's a pretty good old feller. Around this time, Fletcher Lafayette, the popular station manager at WTFH, was having a rousing success with his weekly morning show, Fletcher's Folks. I mean, everybody listened to it, and everybody wanted to be on that show, and it seemed like all of Nixon, Georgia, and the surrounding areas stopped what they were doing at exactly 10 a.m. every Monday morning to listen in. Hey, everybody come and gather around Fletcher's folks Here comes the coolest guy in town Fletcher's folks Grab a cup of coffee and a cigarette Fletcher's folks Cause here comes your host Fletcher Lafayette I hope everyone had a glorious weekend filled with joyful and rewarding activities. I know it's been a little cold lately, but we are knee-deep in February, which, as we all know, means those chilly 63-degree days. Don't forget to bundle up. Today, we have a very special guest. The owner of WTFH, as well as many other successful businesses, not just here but throughout our great land, a philanthropist and a fine gentleman whom I'm privileged to call my boss. I'm speaking, of course, of Mr. Hollis Halloran, known to his friends as simply Captain. Welcome, Mr. Halloran. No, Fletcher, don't you pull that with me. No, sir, you know better. You just said my friends call me Captain. And if you and I aren't friends, well, I don't know who the H-E double hockey sticks is. Well, that's <laughs> very kind. Thank you, Captain. One doesn't want to take liberties. Oh, good grief, Fletcher, not at all. So let me take this opportunity to commend you on the outstanding success of your show here. It's the toast of mission, and if my informants are correct, there's more than one radio station over in Macon that's more than just a little jealous of it. <laughs> Atlanta, too, I've been told. 
Atlanta. My goodness, that is yeah, so yeah. very gratifying to hear. I fear that I'm now blushing. Well, Nixon is lucky to have you, and I think we all know it. Oh, so, Captain, it's my understanding that you have plans to build a new radio transmitter with a much stronger signal. That's right, that's right. The crew starts next month. I got a plot of land just outside the city limits, and we're going to put a 50,000-watt monster up on that land. Folks as far away as Little Rock, Nashville, and Tallahassee even will get you tuned into Fletcher's folks and all of our other fine programming, of course. <laughs> yeah, that tower, it's just going to shoot flame all across this part of this great nation. <laughs> shoot flame. Why, that's just a Astounding and, and wonderful. Yes, Ree. You'll be talking to a lady doing her ironing in Arkansas while Johnny Cash is listening up in Tennessee. <laughs> Isn't that something? The marvels of the technology we have today. Who could have imagined it in years past? You know, when I was just a tadpole, my mom and dad, before we got our first radio, we'd all gather in the parlor with my grandparents. My mother would play piano and my father would play play the mandolin and everybody would sing <laughs> stuff like down by the old middle stream <laughs> bicycle built for two <laughs> that kind of mess that was their radio back then those were different but charming times i often wonder if we haven't lost a little something with the advent of the modern world just a little fashion charm well that brings us around nicely to a subject i wanted to discuss with you right here on the air with all your listeners folks you all know and love fletcher lafayette but there's something about him that you may not know. Uh, not sure what you what you're referring to, Captain. Oh, come on, Fletcher, go on. I think plenty of people already know it, and it's time everybody filed out. Why, um, all right, sir. If you think it's an appropriate topic, but I'm really not sure. I, it's mandatory not, uh, for the radio, <laughs> well, folks. Before Fletcher came to our fair city, a lot of you know he lived in New Orleans. Well, Captain, perhaps I should explain a few things first, I think. Nonsense, nonsense, nothing to explain. It ought to be common knowledge. Folks, when Fletcher Lafayette lived in New Orleans, it was well known that he was a talented stage actor. He's a very humble man, so I doubt many of you knew this, so let me tell you. He had numerous glowing reviews in the New Orleans papers, it said that his Richard III was a marvel to behold. <laughs> a marvel to behold. Oh, well. Marvel <laughs> to behold. So I've had a few meetings with several other business people in town, and here's the thing. Mixon has a vibrant arts community, but it's missing one thing, and that's theater. I don't mean movies. I'm talking about live theater. South Pacific. Oklahoma, the music man, our town, Shakespeare, we need it. And we're blessed, yes, I said blessed, to have a man that can give it to us. So today, right here on your show, Fletcher, I'm asking you, if we give you a theater, will you run it? I, 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 don't, I don't know what to say. This is not at all where I thought the topic was headed. I, 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 I just... 
I don't know what to say, Captain. Well, how about yes? Well, it's always been a dream of mine to direct theater, but how would that fit in with my duties here at WTFH? Well, you'll need an assistant station manager, of course. And I believe I know just the fella. His name's Dick Fingerhut. You might have met him. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I'm overwhelmed. What, what could I possibly say but... Yes. Yes. A thousand times yes. Oh, no, he's up there, Hoss. There's just one little condition. Yes, sir. You still need to be sitting behind that mic every morning at 10 a.m. We all need our weekly dose of Fletcher's, folks. Captain, this show is my honor and privilege, and I could never abandon it. Folks, I'd like to formally announce the birth of the Mixon Center for the Performing Arts, Fletcher Lafayette Director. My goodness, I, I, I find that I'm too overwhelmed to speak. So I'll just say thank you from the bottom of my heart, Captain Halloran, and thank you, everyone out there in Radioland. Tune in next week when our guest will be Reese Brindle, owner of Reese's Paint and Body Shop. Have a great week. So with that, one of Fletcher's dreams came true, and I, for one, couldn't have been more pleased. He deserved it. And as for me, well... I got a nice little pay increase for doing stuff I was pretty much doing already anyhow. So as they say, winner, winner, chitlin' dinner. Now, you may recall that I also had a talk show, but mine was late at night and had a pretty different audience from Fletcher's folks. It was called Mixon Zone, and it was devoted to promoting the vibrant local music scene of Mixon. If you listened to last season, you'll know that Mixon Zone is where the Dazzle Dudes got their first exposure. They had done a commercial for people's smoking barbecue, among many others. And we'd snuck them in and let them record their theme song for themselves. And when I'd play the band's signature song, cleverly titled Dazzle Dudes, I would invariably get callers asking, was that the same band that did the people's commercial? I'd say yes, and the caller would usually say something like, well, play that Peepaw's commercial. It's a lot better. Now, long-time listeners will remember the band Freakin' Booger, whose lead singer Ronnie had what he claimed was a parasitic twin named Donnie growing from his chest. Who wants to boogie? I want a boogie. Who's gonna boogie? His gimmick was that he'd dress the supposed twin up to match his own outfit and then shake it around and pretend it was singing parts of their songs like a call-and-answer kind of thing. They were, for a while, the most popular band in the area. Tragedy struck cruelly when, during their performance at the 1974 WTFH Battle of the Bands at the National Guard Armory, an overzealous and possibly chemically impaired fan named Cheyenne mounted the stage, and ripped little Donnie right off Ronnie's chest. was clear to most of us all along that Donnie had just been a doll strapped to Ronnie's chest, but 
Ronnie had been slick enough to always prepare for this possibility, and he always had a balloon filled up with ketchup attached behind that doll. When Cheyenne ripped the doll off Ronnie, ketchup flew everywhere. I mean, it must have been a whole bottle of Heinz. Ronnie screamed like a son of a bitch and fell to the stage just to squalling. Since that time, Ronnie was taunted regularly about his hoax, but he never once admitted it. He did, sadly, slide into a long period of depression where he drank a fifth of cheap hooch every day. It wouldn't even change out of the ketchup-stained outfit he'd worn on that fateful night. Now, I'm talking about for two months. Then he disappeared from sight for a couple of weeks, and people began to fear the worst. I was pleasantly surprised to get a phone call from him at the station one day asking him would I have him on my show, Mixin' Zone. His voice seemed a little different from the Ronnie I knew, and he kept saying, you knew me as Ronnie. It was odd, but hey, in rock and roll, we live for odd, so I agreed immediately. The following is a tape of that interview. Mixin' Zone, rock and roll. party people it's time for another edition of mixing zone i'm your host freaky dink finger hut the big guy with a hairy eye let's get right to rocking tonight our guest is a legend in mixing rock the former lead singer of the legendary freaking booger ronnie welcome to the show ronnie ron is not here i see well you do look pretty different all dressed in black with that black top hat on so you're not ronnie ron is dead he went to be with donnie uh-huh Okay, well, who do we have the pleasure of speaking with tonight, sir? My name is Theophilus T. Booger. You may call me Theo. Okay, Theo. Well, it's good. Good to meet you. So, uh, let me ask, did you used to be Ronnie? Ronnie once inhabited this body, yes. But he has departed for the great beyond. He belongs now to the ages. Right. So, tell us a little bit about yourself, Theo. I was born in 1840. I died in 1864 in the War of Northern Aggression. You call it the Civil War, but there was nothing civil about it. Dumb name. So, if I've got this right, you look like Ronnie because you used to be Ronnie, but he's dead, and now you're here, but you're dead too. Can you help me out a little more? Of course. Ronnie was a lost soul once his twin had been cruelly ripped from his flesh. He wandered in darkness and despair. You may have seen him. Well, sure, everybody did who was at the Dazzle Dude's Christmas show. He's all covered in dried ketchup. It was blood, the blood of poor, poor little Donnie. Okay, so then what happened? Ronnie continued to Stumbled through a cold, cruel world. One night he entered the cemetery. The, the big cemetery on the east side? No, it's an old one out on State Road 21. Got it. Then he lay him down on an old grave, clutching his only friend, a bottle of whiskey. A bottle of Georgia Moon, I'll bet. Yeah, probably was. He gazed at the black sky, wondering if his time had come. 
and his eyes fell upon the name on the headstone where he lay. Must have been hard to read it upside down in the dark like that. Yeah, he had to flip over. Then he saw the name chiseled into the old mossy stone. Do you know what name it was? I, I think I can hazard a guess at this point. It was Theophilus T. Booger. It was my grave he lay upon. Ain't that something? It was then that he knew that he was free. He could leave his earthly shell and join his brother little Donnie in the great beyond. Off, off his spirit flew into the inky sky as I rose up through the ground and took my place here in his former body. And now I have begun my new mission to bring the music, the true music, to the deserving masses. So what, you gonna play Civil War songs and such? No, of course not. Mine will be a music such as the world has never heard. The music of Theophilus T and the Booger Band. That's kind of convenient, ain't it? That Ronnie's band was called Freakin' Booger, and, and your last name is Booger. It was fate, and it smelled completely different. It's B-E-U-G-E-R. My family came from France. Well, well, if I remember my high school French, wouldn't that be pronounced more like Bouger? No, it's Booger. Well, Theo, we thank you for joining us tonight. It's certainly been one of the most interesting interviews I've done in a while. I'm sure we're all looking forward to hearing the music of Theophilus T and the Booger Band. Thank you. I have crossed oceans of time to be here. I bet you have. Say, the phones are lit up, but we've only got time for one call. You want to take it? Of course. Hello, caller. You're on with Ron... I mean, I'm sorry. You're on with Theophilus T. Booger. Go ahead. You goofy, stupid mother You're full of you're full of shit back in freaking booger, and now you're even more full of shit. Fuck you. I better not catch you out on the street. Well, that's all the time we got. Thank you for listening to Mixin' Zone. Keep on rocking. to Season 2, Episode 11 of Dazzle Dudes, which was written, recorded, and produced by Murray Attaway with additional material by Layla Attaway. All rights reserved. You can find Dazzle Dudes on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Overcast, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, Android, and at DazzleDudes.com or wherever you like to purloin your podcasts. Lots of times it just shimmers into the room with you. As always, we can never thank you all enough for listening and spreading the word. Dazzle Dudes, 
no killing, no politics, no commercials, no donations, just fun and free. We just want you to keep listening, digging it hard, and sharing it hard with everybody. Thanks especially to everyone who's rated us online. We hope more of you will go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you like and give us those shiny little twinkly five-star ratings and a nice comment to go along with it as a reward for doing this podcast for you each week. Merchandise and free stuff in the works? Go to DazzleDudes.com and sign up for the email and you'll know before everybody else. Until then, freak out in a moon age daydream. Oh, yeah.